This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, the place where we focus on the lighter side of life to strengthen our effectiveness as educators. We connect, we laugh, we grow. We believe that a fun-filled and supportive group of educators like us can heal the system from within. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. How's it going? How are you? Um, I'm good. (laughs) It is um, a beautiful day here in North Texas. And, you know, it's already like almost mid-February. And I just can't believe how fast time is flying by. I've had an eventful two weeks. In the last two weeks of my life, my husband (laughs) has... um, had a little bout with some sickness. He had to be in the hospital for a few days. He's back home. He's getting better. Every day he's getting more and more um, independent and better. And um, I just, it's put a lot of things in perspective for me. Um, Today's episode is going to be about cleaning what you have. (laughs) And um, it's You know, cleaning up what you have, I think, is so important. I think it's so interesting to really take a look at what we've got and what we can just clean up and keep instead of buying something new, for example. So this is an episode that I think is going to be very... um, We can talk about cleaning up our thoughts. We can talk about cleaning our closet. We can talk about cleaning our dishes. I mean cleaning up relationships, uh, cleaning up our physical bodies. Like this is something that we could talk about and implement across a lot of different uh, areas of our life. And I just wanted to share some of my thoughts with you. Um, This all kind of started this whole like cleaning what I have (laughs) started when I was um, shopping in a big box home improvement store like months ago. And I was in the aisle where you find the shower curtains and the shower caddies and the faucets and things like that. And I thought to myself, gosh, our fabric shower curtain, because, you know, I don't buy the plastic cheap ones for so many reasons, like saving the ocean or breathing in the phthalates that are in the PVC plastic shower curtains. Um, and so we have fabric ones that we wash in the in the washing machine. And I was thinking to myself how yucky our fabric shower curtain was as I was walking down this aisle in the home improvement store. And I was like, yeah, I'll just buy another one. What are they like? $10. So I finally found the area where the shower curtains were, the fabric ones. The plastic, toxic, ocean-destroying PVC plastic shower curtains were $15 gouge. And the fabric ones that you can wash that I have already were like $25 to $29. I was like, F this. I am not spending 30% of a hundred bucks on (laughs) a fabric shower curtain that I already have that I could just actually pluck up the courage to take it down off the rings, toss it in the wash, and make it look like new again for using the resources that I already have and, heaven forbid, some of my time, right? Because time is a resource for all of us. And sometimes I get real caught up in 
this whole idea of like, I shouldn't be spending my time cleaning my house. (laughs) And I think that's part of my righteousness coming out. But I've been spending way more time cleaning my house, really, ever since my interview with Becky Blackburn, which if you haven't checked out those episodes, 62 and 63, um, she's a home organizer, and she she and I had a cool conversation relating home organizing and cleaning to classrooms and homes alike because, duh, teachers live in homes and we have to clean classrooms. So instead of looking at it as like double duty, I like to think of it as, okay, my library is the size of two classrooms. Who do I have coming in (laughs) every week, every hour, in fact, who can help me make and keep things organized. Hint, all the students, all the students. So as an aside, I have put procedures in place ever since I started at my school six years ago for students to reshelve some of their books. And it's only going to get easier as I kind of do away with the Dewey Decimal System in the nonfiction area in bits and pieces. So back to my shower curtain story. I was like, I'm not going to spend 30 bucks on a sh- on a shower curtain that I already have that I can just clean up and it'll be fine. It'll be the better use of our funds, right? Cuz I'm thinking inflation has me thinking about the things that I used to just buy in like a replacement type of thing and it's got me second guessing and just second thinking what I'm going to be spending my money on. And I'm proud of myself for not buying a shower curtain that's $30 when I already have one. I can just, you know, give it a shower. And I did. That's what I did. I did two cycles on hot and put a little bleach in there. It's white and and beautiful and, and looks like it's good as new and it's holding up. So our episode today is going to be talking about cleaning what you have instead of almost like the quote, easier way to replace with something new. So the shower curtain example, I started to weigh the options. My my money is something I would have to exchange for the shower curtain. And also just, I would have to wash the new one anyway to get all the wrinkles out because, you know, wrinkles are unacceptable. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm kind of making fun of myself there. But it would be something that I would have to wash anyway. I'd have to take the old one down, fold the old one up. I'd have to wash it because it was slimy. And then I'm not going to be throwing the old one out. No, no, because I can keep that as a painting drop cloth. Like I started to weigh my options. I started to tell myself the entire story of the shower curtain. And so I decided to just walk away, like in a split second, I just walked away from buying the new one. And I just told myself, all right, even though I don't want to, I am going to just wash the one that we have. And so it almost would have been the same energy output. And I do kind of believe that money is energy. It would be the same energy expenditure of buying a new one than uh, compared to washing the one that I have, cleaning up what I have. And this got me thinking about like, when I cleaned up my car that I had for 12 years before I gave it to my dad, 
because his cars, (laughs) 1991 and 1995, we got rid of those after my mom passed away and I gave him my 2008 Honda Accord. And I cleaned it so good. I had it detailed by a professional. It was so nice. And when I drove it down to him in my shiny new gleamy car that was 12 years old, I was like, man, this is not bad at all. This is awesome. I'm so proud of myself for giving this to my dad so that he can have a dependable vehicle. And, you know, in those like last four or five years of of me driving the Honda, never really cleaned it up that well. And I started to despise it, right? I started to be like, well, I don't like this one. I need a new car. Same thing with the shower curtain example. In my mind, getting something new was easier than cleaning up what I had. And in the situation with the cars, I got myself a brand new truck. <laughs> it's part of our real estate business. So it's our company car. And gosh, I'm over and over and again, time and time again, this truck has served us so well. And I do a good job of keeping it clean too. Even though it's, I've only had it for a little bit over a year, I love keeping it clean because It's almost like a source of pride. It's like a pat on my own back. Like, look at what I've created for my family. And it's a gift to myself to be in a clean vehicle, cleaning what I have instead of just despising it because it's dirty. So I've been cleaning my house a lot more because my husband has been just in the last week. He's been way more mobile. We got him out of the hospital just last week. And uh, so he's been home for seven days way more mobile, doing way more things on his own. I'm still having to help him do some things that are pretty basic needs types of things. And so I've been cleaning the house and doing way more because he's usually the one helping out clean the kitchen. Like that's his zone where he knows exactly how to clean it. And I've been doing that instead. And I've really had to watch my attitude because my attitude of cleaning the kitchen is this is not my job. If I don't watch my brain, and if I just let it go to its automatic, habitual, shitty thinking, this isn't my job. And then the cycle of despising what my husband's situation was with his illness, his injury, his being kind of couch ridden, started to almost get out of control. And that's where I just had to stop myself. And I was like, oh, I don't actually have to keep thinking this way if I don't want to, and I don't want to. So I'm going to clean up what I've got. What do I have? And I started kind of listing out what I have. I was like, all right, I have a husband who's using a walker to get around the house right now. I have a husband who, you know, needs my help in some routine maintenance, routine care type of things. I have a husband who I adore And I wouldn't trade him for anybody. I have a son who I'm in love with madly, wouldn't trade him for anybody. And he's needing me to do a few more things. But gosh, am I so, so glad that he is as independent as he is at eight years old. I have an elderly dad who needs me. And I'm having to not spend a little, you know, not spend as much time with him because I am spending more time with my husband and my son. And That's okay. So I just started listing out the things that I've got and really cleaning up my thinking about it 
instead of going down the road of despising it, hating it, resisting it, questioning it. Why me? Why him? Why did this have to happen? If I let myself go down that road, it's into the, you know, really, it's just not useful thinking. I don't like the word toxic necessarily, but it could be described as toxic thinking. And so if I'm going to clean it up, the first step is to neutral. List out everything I have. Get to the facts, Wolf. Get to the facts. And this is what I would encourage you to do. Anytime that you're really having some craptastic thinking about someone, something, and you know you don't want to think that way ad infinitum, right? You don't want to continue because you've done the work of noticing it and knowing that it's your job to clean up, right? Like we live by these adages of like, if you make a mess, clean it up. And one of the hardest things to do is to turn the camera or the mirror or the microphone back to us. If I've made a mess, I got to clean it up. Like we tell kids this all day. And we have to be courageous enough to tell ourselves this too. There's so many parallels, and this is another podcast, but there's so many parallels between what we tell kids and what we expect of kids, whether it's in the classroom or your own home. And I don't know if it's a parallel, but maybe it's a perpendicular. It's like we tell kids if you make a mess, clean it up, but then we're very slow. And when I say we, I mean like adult people. And probably all people, right? Because who wants to feel the shame of, oh, I've got craptastic thinking about my own husband. Like I was really going through some um, resisting these shitty thoughts that I was having about my husband um, being ill and being like down for the count. And I was like, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be thinking this. I should be the 100% most caring wife on the face of the planet. And the crazy thing about that is the effect was the opposite. Because I was thinking to myself, I shouldn't be thinking this, it kept perpetuating, right? Like the dirty shower curtain keeps getting slimier if I don't just take it off the rings and throw it in the wash, give it a good hot water cycle, throw it in the dryer, fluff it out, admire it for what it actually is underneath all that slime and filth not have to go swapping it out for a new one. And this leads me to an idea called thought swapping, where we think that if we just say some different words in our head, like, we'll feel better. So if I'm saying to myself about my cleaning my kitchen, because see how I brought it all back to that? (laughs) If I think to myself, this isn't my job, And I don't allow myself to say, you know what, it's okay. And there's going to neutral right there. If I tell myself a lie like, you know, I am enjoying this so much. I enjoy the fact that my husband can't walk around. I enjoy the fact that I'm the one cleaning every single day and night when I used to not. If I lie to myself like that, it's not going to do anything but create more resentment And where is that created? Inside my head. And it goes into my body and into my emotions. And who do I like to blame in that situation? My husband, of course. 
but it's just not feasible. I cannot blame my husband for something that I am thinking and therefore feeling. And when I am in the middle of my, I'm in the zone of cleaning the kitchen, emptying the dishwasher, reloading it, starting it up again, telling myself, oh my gosh, I've run the dishwasher every single day this week. Why is that a bad thing? It's actually not because I notice the result. The result is we don't have dishes piling up in the sink, which has been something that I have allowed to trigger negative thoughts about my husband and son that they don't do enough around the house. And so if I want something to be some way, if I want the dishes to be in the dishwasher and then put away immediately immediately when they are clean and I'm looking to someone else to do it, I am turning the mirror away from myself. I am saying, if you've made a mess, you clean it up because it is not my job to clean it up. But if my expectation is such that we have a clean kitchen, then it actually is my job to clean it up because that's my expectation. It's so funny the way we people (laughs) operate. And you might not be able to relate to this, but I think a lot of us can. So cleaning up what we have our physical spaces. Like I have been so proud of myself for actually using the cleaning products that I have purchased. I mean, raise your hand if you love purchasing cleaning products and then you're like, well, I don't want to use them up. (laughs) And they just sit there and then they gather dust. Oh, the irony, the irony, (laughs) the dusty flip lid of the Clorox wipes. I've been using Clorox wipes like I actually have, like I actually have them because, you know, during COVID, ahem, almost three years ago, I bought a ton of them. They're still sitting there and they're all dried out. So I have to like open the thing and put some water in there and look at myself. Look at me. I've gotten myself into, I complain in my head and sometimes out loud, (laughs) a lot of times out loud about how dirty the bathroom is or the kitchen is. And we have all these unused cleaning products. It's just so funny. Like I find humor in this because I've gotten over myself now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to use up all these cleaning wipes because when I use up all these cleaning wipes and I just spend five minutes, you know, maybe two minutes every day or every other day to just wipe up the little stains and the little toothpaste and the little watermarks that are on our beautiful quartz countertops. If I just spend a few minutes a day doing that instead of complaining, then I'll see what I want to see. Clean countertops. Like I noticed another going back to that energy exchange, I can either expend energy complaining in my head, complaining out loud, growing resentful while my husband and son enjoy playing video games together or enjoy um, watching a movie together or whatever. So they're enjoying life and I'm sitting here stewing about the water spots on the quartz countertops instead of just being like, oh, where are those multitude of Clorox wipes? I could just pop one of those out, rub that water spot off and then 
I'll see what I want to see. I will have created what I want to create in my kitchen. Cleanliness, clean countertops, a clean glass stovetop. So the expenditure of energy of cleaning what you've got versus not or spending money to replace, it's probably going to be a pretty even match. And you just get to decide. So something that I'm going to challenge myself to is clean what I've got until what I've got truly just needs to be replaced or repaired or it's not cleanable anymore. And here's another little tip that I'll throw in there before I let you go. I have decided and I've figured out that if I make a little tiny appreciation uh, protocol or like, that's kind of a harsh word, like an appreciation routine or something that I'm like, yeah, this is nice, then I will be way more likely to do the cleaning routine, which isn't always my favorite. For example, we have a glass cooktop and it only looks really, really nice after it's been cleaned with the special cleaner, buffed off so there's no streaks. And it stays that way for, you know, an hour or two before we have to use it again. So right after I clean it all off, buff all the streaks away, I get a candle And I light a candle and I put it right in the center of that clean, beautiful glass cooktop. The house is filled with good smells. I like having some of the natural elements in my house, like fire and water. And I'm signaling to myself. It's like a a symbol of me acknowledging my efforts to get the hell over myself (laughs) and clean the freaking stovetop. Instead of just stewing around and mumbling around and shaking my head and staring at my husband and being like, he's not a mind reader today. Well, I guess I'll be the one to do the stovetop. Taking all of that unnecessary immaturity out of it, because that's an expenditure of energy. And if I'm really honest with myself, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to live with. I want to live with a person who has a clean countertop. (laughs) And if I can just get myself to neutral instead of like, I love cleaning the countertop or I hate it. I just get myself to neutral and be like, I'm cleaning the countertop. I'm cleaning the countertop. I'm cleaning the cooktop. It's fine. Here's my lovely candle. Ah, it's all done. This is beautiful. And it's not a big deal. So in cleaning my house more, more regularly, more um, maturely and with a little end of cleaning routine that's like, ah, this is nice. Go me. I've done a good job. Then it's just something that I feel like I can keep doing because the energy expenditure is not too much. I can handle that. And whenever I look at my little candle, it's another sign of me appreciating my efforts and doing it with the energy of love for my family, love for myself that I want my kitchen to be clean. And when I look at the shower curtain that's hanging in there and it's getting a little bit dirty, I might have a little bit slimy, you know how they get. I might have the inclination 
to just clean it instead of making a big deal about why my husband's not not cleaning it, why my husband's not noticing it and doing something about it. So cleaning up what you have is going to also be around cleaning up your expectations of others. Are you expecting them to read your mind? Are you expecting them to do what you want them to do? And this is not in a way of like safety is at stake. We're just talking about, do you expect them to just do what you want them to do instead of you allowing them to do what they want to do? That's a really good question for you. Turn the mirror back on yourself. I use the shower too. Like I would even get into the the habit of being like, okay, my husband, because he's a runner, he showers twice a day. He uses the shower twice as much as me. He should be the one. Like, why? Why would I do that? Because I'm trying to avoid the momentary discomfort of just doing it myself. And it goes along with the story. And I think a lot of women have this and just people in general, but I think a lot of women have this is like, I do more around the house than he does. And that story can be cleaned up, especially if it does nothing for you. If it does nothing for your relationship, being the victim of your own circumstance ain't gonna fix itself. So cleaning up what you've got is your move. So here's to cleaning up what you've got. Here's to not spending extra money and just spend a little extra time and then sit back and gaze at your handiwork and be like, eh, I did that. Light a candle. Be proud of yourself and be like, this is how I want things to be. This is how I want to live. And I create it because it's what I want. And it has nothing to really do with controlling others. All right, friends, I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Cards Against Educators is the latest craze amongst the teacher friends, and I want you to get your free version today. Go to cardsagainsteducators.com to begin. You don't want to miss out on the full deck and expansion pack giveaways I'll be doing throughout 2023, because I believe that a community of fun-filled, supportive teachers can heal the system from within. Join me.